You're listening to a Big Finish production. within broadcast attack range. Prepare to transmit a full invasion signal on my cue. Now! What? What is happening? Unknown, Commander. Frequency interference. Some kind of... Where are you, man? The equipment's going wild. Oh, that's enough of that. I can't hear what... Now, what on earth could be making that sort of noise? Sorry, Professor. I was arguing with the vending machine. What did I miss? What's that sound like to you? It's just some sort of interference, isn't it? <laughs> Probably picking up pirate radio again. On this frequency? Don't be an idiot, man. Oh, horrible. It sounds like screaming. Nonsense, don't be so dramatic. What do you think it is, then? I think it's a sign we're on track. Get back to your station. The future of telecommunications is waiting for us. Now he's being dramatic. No, that won't do. That won't do at all. Oh, Doctor. My dear chap, hold these, will you? TARDIS speakers. Must I? They're making an awful racket. I'm quite aware of that. Anyway, I've just told you I really can't go. Hmm? What? You asked me if I'd accompany you on a trip to, um... Um, somewhere. Belvery? Well, that was this morning, Doctor. Hmm? Hours ago. I've had an entire staff meeting in a blazing round of Geneva since then. That's nice. I only just came in. The speakers, what is that noise? Quite, quite. What is that? Noise. I just asked the same question. Maybe you'll have more luck getting an answer. Hello, Joe. Did you say something? That noise. What was it? That's the question, isn't it? Oh, hello, Brigadier. Uh, still here? I told you I'm far too busy to go. Now, if you'd kindly let me have those. <sighs> I do wish you'd pay just a little attention, Doctor. Well, I could say the same about you. Yeah, uh, Doctor, the noise? Some sort of interference. Completely blew the TARDIS communication circuits. Twice, in fact. I'm doing my best to triangulate it, but that's rather difficult with this limited equipment. <laughs> limited equipment, indeed. <laughs> Do you know, he actually took my new radio apart the other week. Why? Because its speakers were terribly inferior. 
wouldn't mind, but ever since he upgraded it, it only plays weird alien sounds. It's hardly my fault Earth isn't ready for interstellar wave music. So, why is it so difficult to triangulate the signal, Doctor? I need more range. You see, the signal isn't coming from Earth. Oi! Maurice! Don't go too far! Fine! Do as you like. But some of us have got work to do, you know. You may not care about pioneering ways of writing music. No, it's all tennis balls and foxweed to you. Some of us have got higher goals. Right, let's see what we can grab. Shut up, Maurice. I wanted to record wind sounds, not you barking your head off. Hello? Is there anyone there? <laughs> Sounds like I'm at a seance. <laughs> What's going on? Hello? I can hear. Hear you all. I don't understand. Where, where are you? reason to assume it's anything hostile? Hostile to my speakers, certainly. That's all we know. Besides, when I say the signal's not coming from us, it's not coming from space either. So where is it coming from? Precisely. Confusing, isn't it? That doesn't sound like much. Hmm? Oh, this. Oh, that's not the signal. That's just the tracking equipment. This is the signal. There go my speakers. I'll have a heck of a time replacing those in this century. I do wish you'd cotton on to wireless technology. Doctor, it was awful. So many people, so many voices, they, they were screaming. I think they need our help. Screaming? Oh, you're letting your imagination run away with you, Miss Grant. It was feedback of some kind. Feedback? With respect, Brigadier, it was a lot more than feedback. I know what I heard. Well, I wish I could say the same. I'll find out, yes. I'll certainly find out. Surely it's not a priority, Doctor. I really could do with your help in Belbury, you know. Hmm? No, no time. Take Joe. And if you need me, and I'd rather you didn't, I'll be in the TARDIS. That man. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> oh, well, so, where are we going, Brigadier? Hmm? 
Oh, um, I'm really not sure there's any point in your coming, Miss Grant. Um, I wanted the doctor there for his scientific opinion. Look, I may not have the doctor's brain for science, but I'm still useful, you know. You may not be able to have the scientific advisor with you, but admit it, it'll look much better if you have his assistant there. Ah, oh, very well, Miss Grant. Might just oil the wheels a bit, eh? Can you be ready to leave in half an hour or so? You bet. Excellent. Breaker 190, this is Concrete coming on air. Any good bodies out there? Yep, Roger Concrete, this is Blitz. What's up? Oh, yeah, weirdest thing, mate. I was out in the woods doing some recording. You know, for the music. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the music. Yeah, nice one, nice one. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Uh, I heard these weird noises, didn't I? Sounded like loads of people talking, only there weren't nobody there. Hey, you probably think I'm off my head. You would be surprised what I'll believe, Concrete. Tell me all about it. I have to say, oh, this makes a change from dear old Bessie. Mm, not a bad little motor. <laughs> she has a roof, and that's enough to please me. So tell me all about this Professor Caldicott. Genius. Graduated from Oxford ten years ago. Been working solidly in the field of telecommunications ever since. She thinks... She? That... Yes, Miss Grant. She. Why? Huh. Well, you know, after Liz, I'm getting quite used to all these women in authority. Well, as I was saying, she thinks she's made a breakthrough in mobile telephony. <laughs> a mobile telephone? Wow. Well, what are you supposed to do, you know, plug it into a telegraph pole? Naturally not, Miss Grant. The signal is carried rather like radio waves. No need for wires, no need to plug anything in. Which would be amazing, certainly. It would be revolutionary. So, what's the problem? I don't follow. Well, I presume that something's gone wrong. We probably wouldn't be visiting if it hadn't. <laughs> Actually, for once, that's not the case. Professor Caldicott has been struggling for the last few years, but... All of a sudden, it would seem she's nailed it. I, uh, uh, we've been drafted in to see a demonstration and report back to Geneva. Those who hold the purse strings want to know if their financial support is being well spent. Hello, Doctor. Doctor, are you in there? Sergeant, I am really terribly busy, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's just that a friend of mine has heard something strange. Fascinating. So glad you popped by to tell me. Goodbye. Hey, Doctor, hang about. Look, I wouldn't mention it unless I thought it was important. You know that. Oh, very well. A cup of tea? Oh, I shouldn't really. Not while I'm on duty. <laughs> Such a paragon of virtue. So, tell me. Who is this friend and what has he seen? Well, he's a bloke called Concrete. Concrete? Yeah, that's his handle on the radio. I think he's a musician or something. Ah, electronic, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, lots of bleeps and bloops. It's just not my cup of tea. But how did you know? Music concrete. A form of experimental music that often uses recorded and manipulated sound to achieve atonal, challenging, melodic forms. So not exactly the shadows then, Doctor? <laughs> no, Sergeant, not exactly. Anyway, do go on. Well, he was out in the woods with his dog, Maurice. As in Martineau? No, no, as in Spaniel, I think. Anyway, 
He'd set up his recording equipment when all of a sudden there was this noise in the air. He says it sounded like hundreds of people speaking all at once. Really? Fascinating. And then suddenly there's this other noise, really loud, as if they had all started screaming. screaming? Yes. How did you know? I heard something similar. Now, isn't that interesting? Where is this friend of yours? A small village in Kent, Doctor. Belbury. Belbury. Now, why does that name ring up? That's where the Brigadier wanted me to go. Really? Let's get after them. Well, I... Well, man, what's the problem? I shouldn't really go wandering off, you know. You're not going wandering off, Sergeant. You're staying with me. Now, come on! I'm sure this is what I pay you for. Actually, Professor, it's what you used to pay Gloria for, but we had to let her go. Gloria's gone? Since when? Oh, save me. She's been gone three weeks, Professor. Surely you noticed you had to buzz yourself in. The hours I keep, I always had to. I sleep here some nights. It's called dedication. Actually, it's called idiocy. My neck is killing me. Oh, you really should look after yourself a bit more, Professor. It's no good burning the candle at both ends. I'm happy to do the report of it helps. You could head home for a bit. Can't. Got that idiot from unit coming in. Who? Surely I told you. No, Professor, you didn't. Oh, well, I'm telling you now. Some chap from unit, military organisation. Something to do with the United Nations. Anyway, he's popping by to smack our wrists for wasting the UN's money. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought we have. Well, no, but I dare say he won't see it that way. What time's he due? Three o'clock. Oh, but it's half two now. I wish you'd told me, Professor. What for? So you could have put on your best suit? It doesn't matter. We'll show him the work. It speaks for itself. And the stuff in the village? What if he asks around there? Stuff in the village? What stuff in the village? Oh, I told you, Professor, we've been getting complaints. The noises. Oh, that nonsense. I haven't got time for that. Nothing to do with me. Oh, bit of a coincidence, then. I'm telling you, it's just a load of rubbish. No business of ours. Now, we've got half an hour or so. One more test run before we have company, eh? If you say so, Professor. I do say so. Now get to your workstation and open a broadcast channel. Right. Warren, hold up, hold up. Oh, hello, mate. Yeah, how, how are you then? Oh, yeah, 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 still here. That's the main thing. Look, you know all about uh, technology and that, don't you? Uh, depends what you're talking about. It's a telly. Well, everyone's telly. I mean, you must have noticed. I don't really watch it. What do you do with yourself? Mind you, it's all repeat. Would you mind taking a look at mine, then? Yeah. Oh, what's he doing? Easier just to show you. If, if you've got five minutes. Uh. Yeah, 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 all right. As long as you uh, put up with Maurice on your sofa, <laughs> you're on. Right, uh, what's the, what's, what's the problem? Well, it's some sort of interference, isn't it? I've told the bloke at the research centre, complained, you know, we all have. Don't do nothing, though, does he? Gives me the willies. It's like... Dead people talking. Well, I don't think they'll show that on the BBC. <laughs> Can you do anything about it? I mean, it's, it's happening all over the village, comes and goes. Sometimes it's just a whisper. You, you can deal with it, ignore it. Other times... Like that! Like the stupid thing is earwigging. I so much as mention what it does and there you go. Just a coincidence, mate. 
That's better. So what can you do about it? Well, uh, yeah, not much. You know, I actually heard something similar myself. Up the woods. The woods? How'd you get your telly up there? It wasn't on the telly. It was, I know, it was just all around me. Maybe, whatever that was, uh, your TV's picking up. You know, like interference. Oh, I can't stand it, can I? The other night, you'll never guess what it said to me. He actually talked to you. Oh, yeah. They all do. They're right chatty. I was just dropping off to sleep and watching the late film. Brilliant. All blood and guts. Love a bit of that. Oh, great. When all of a sudden, that chatter stops, and I hear one voice, don't I? Just the one. You know what it says? No. Help me. You what? You had. It asks for help. Then, quiet as you like, it says, they're coming. Do you know what it said after that? Oh, of course I don't. It said, they're gonna kill us. All of us. How long have you known this chap? Concrete. Just over a year, I suppose, since getting the CB. He's one of those blokes I chat to occasionally. I'd have thought your day job had enough of shouting into radio for anyone's liking. Yeah, but it's an eye-opener, isn't it, Doctor? Chatting to people all over the world. I think after all the stuff that we get up to, I realise, you know, day to day, I may be knocking heads with someone from Mars or Venus, but the only mates I had were from the canteen, you know? I just fancied being a bit less... Parochial? Admirable, Sergeant. Admirable. Mind you, Belbury's hardly a great step. Well, yeah, I know that, but some of them are much further away. I mean, I'm chatting to someone in Perth, a bloke in Canada, and a woman in Fiji. Fiji, eh? Good for you, Sergeant Benton. Horizons should always be wide. Concrete. Oh, dear, oh, dear. I can't keep calling him that. Makes him sound... Uh, thick. A little. I'm not sure of his real name. It's just his handle. Oh, and what's your? Uh, Blitz. Blitz? Ah, as in ballroom. <laughs> you always did like a turn. Oh, yeah, but at least it's good exercise. So, concrete, you think he's reliable? I mean, I know he heard something. It's too much of a coincidence that both he and I experience similar phenomena. But can I take him at his word, or is he prone to exaggeration? He's as straight as a die, Doctor. Too much so, if anything. Whatever he tells you, you can take it as gospel. Excellent. Well, we should be there in about ten minutes, so we'll soon find out. Doesn't seem to be anybody about. I've driven all this way for nothing. Hang on. Look there. Press for access. Uh, hello? Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart and Josephine Grant from Unit. We are expected. Mm, I'm not convinced any response is coming. There we go. Open sesame. After you, Brigadier. Hmm. Well, here we are. I hope this is the right place. Well, look at the size of the area on the roof, Doctor. This is the place, all right.
Uh, you've told me about him, but it occurs to me, I should ask, what have you told him about me? Nothing that could get me court-martialed, Doctor. You're a scientist at the place I worked. Hello, gents. Uh, come on about the ghosts, have you? Hello there. Sorry to keep you waiting. We're a bit understaffed today. Steve Armitage, I'm the professor's assistant and general dog's body. <laughs> yes, I know what that's like. Joe Grant, assistant to unit scientific advisor, tea maker, brow mopper, asker of all the right questions. Pleased to meet you, Joe. Lethwitz Stewart, commanding officer of the United Nations Intelligence Task Force. What a mouthful. Uh, if you'd like to follow me, the lab's just here. Nobody else is renting space here at the moment, so we have our pick. Get you any coffee? Something to eat? Vending machine only, I'm afraid, so the sensible answer would be no thanks. No thanks. Very wise. In you go. Professor! And here you are. The soldier and the... Uh... I'm the assistant to unit scientific advisor. I'm afraid he was unable to come himself due to vitally important... No, we don't deserve his attention, eh? Just the assistant. I see. But, well, you know what it's like in the public sector. Overworked and understaffed. Besides, I'm the one charged with assessing the project. Oh, it's you we have to impress, eh? Well, I wouldn't phrase it quite so bluntly, but yes. Good job. I'm amazing, then, isn't it? You better be. Hello? I can hear! Hear you all! I don't understand! Where... Where are you? Yeah, uh, sorry about that. Bit, uh, bit embarrassing, really. No, no. But there was nothing there. Yeah, precisely. But there was. I heard it. I mean, I, I suppose I can't prove it, though. Fascinating. Quite, quite fascinating. A sound that the human ear can perceive, but that magnetic tape can't. Perfectly possible, of course. I presume this is standard magnetic tape? Uh, yeah, frequency range about 30 hertz uh, and 15 kilohertz. Uh, or thereabouts. Indeed. Whereas the range of the human ear is closer to 20 hertz and 20 kilohertz. That's a human ear, you understand. Uh, some uh, of Doctor, us... never mind that now. So, what you're saying, it's perfectly possible to hear something that a tape recorder could not record. Well, yeah. Well, it's, it's unlikely, though. And, and given the racket I'd heard, pretty much impossible. It might not have recorded it in quite the same detail I was hearing, but that doesn't mean it, it wouldn't record at all. A mystery, eh? I think we should go and have a look, don't you, Mr...? Now, look here. I can't keep calling you concrete. Yeah, <laughs> well, the name's uh, Warren Declan. I just call me Warren. So you want to head over to the woods? Well, if you wouldn't mind. I've never met a ghost and would very much like to. Right. Put that there. That should do that. Yes. As demonstrations go, it's hardly knocking anyone's socks off. Certainly, Miss Grant. I've seen little so far that would convince me to give her a favourable report. Oh, she should be jolly glad I'm not writing it. Sorry to be impatient, Professor, but do you have any idea how long this will take? Armitage should be there any moment. Professor, are you hearing me? Well, the radio works at least. Of course I'm hearing you, Armitage. Now get off the radio and turn on your phone. Righto. The problem we still haven't quite solved is power. As it stands, the phone units use up a lot of battery. 
They're heavier than I'd like and need frequent charging. If unit personnel have to carry a brick around with them, well, it's not much of an advantage. They're perfectly portable. See for yourself, Brigadier. Not too bad, I suppose. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> May I? Uh, of course, Miss Grant. Oh, it weighs a ton. Oh, you could clobber an axe on with one of these. Miss Grant. It can be improved. You have to understand we're dealing with prototypes here. Now, Armitage is about three miles away on one of the hills overlooking the village. I would have preferred a more long-distance trial. I go round and you can have one. I'll have him drive to Whitstable if that's what it takes. You can see the data from previous trials. We've achieved clear communication at ranges of over 100 miles. Well, I'm sure the figures stack up, Professor. Perhaps we might be allowed to take copies of them. I'll ask Armitage to photocopy you some. In fact, why don't I do it now? If you'd pass me the phone. Here you are. Thank you. I'll put it through the speaker. Uh, yeah, it was uh, just by here where it happened. Probably best if we replicate the exact circumstances. Maybe coincidental, of course, but there's no harm in it. Yeah, no problem. Do you reckon anything will happen, Doctor? We can but hope, Sergeant. I think you can keep your equipment safely packed away, Warren. It's starting already. But it's exactly what you said. It's like loads of people muttering. Hundreds of them. No sign of them. If you don't want, I'm going to try and record it anyway. I have some equipment I'd like to set up out here. But surely it can record that. I mean, it's a right racket, Doctor. It got even louder last time. And there was nothing then. to be doing that. Of course it isn't. Professor, is there something wrong? This sounds like there's a lot of interference on the line. Just shut up and let me see if I can fix it this end. If I can just boost the network.
loud. It was much worse than last time. I'm not sure I can bear it. It's splitting. Hold on, gentlemen. Just hold on. Doctor, he's out of it. I'm not sure how much more I can take either myself. Sound could be a weapon, son. Goodness for that. Doctor, my head. What did you do? Sound could be cancelled out by something broadcasting on the same frequency. I just triggered a broad range sonic wave and hoped for the best. Oh, that was unbelievable. I feel so sick. Sound could be an extremely potent weapon, old chap. Your military are experimenting on it as we speak. Sonic waves to cause nausea, even kill. Then we're lucky that we're still standing. That's enough of that. Warren. I suggest we retreat back to your cottage. I'll gather together some equipment and then return on my own, with a few safety measures in place. Oh, yeah, it's fine by me. I've got no interest in feeling like that again. Have you got any idea what it might be? None whatsoever. I will tell you one thing, though. It's not a ghost. Professor, is everything all right? Perfectly. Just a problem with feedback, that's all. Feedback? Feedback nearly deafened us all. Look, we've come a long way, but this is still highly experimental. Of course, there are still occasional teething troubles. Nothing that can't be ironed out very easily, very quickly, and, frankly, extremely cheaply. By which the professor means, can we still have our funding, please? That's quite enough help from you, Armitage. Get back here, would you? Look, I appreciate what you're doing. Of course I do. It, it's groundbreaking. But is there more you can show us to back up your work? Are you calling me a liar, Miss Grant? Uh, certainly not. Look, surely you can understand we need to see more than a, a brief test, one that nearly deafened us all. I have extensive notes detailing each stage of the development. Which I would like my scientific advisor to take a look at. I'd also want him to witness another test. Good luck getting him to agree to that. If you wanted him to see it, you should have brought him. How long are we supposed to wait? Not knowing if our funding has been pulled or not. Not long, I'm sure. And in the meantime, I'd like you to talk us through precisely what just happened. You say it was feedback, but I want a more thorough explanation than that. Would you understand one? Your attitude isn't helping, Professor. If you can't make us understand, then how will we be able to make Geneva understand? So, I suggest you talk us both through it, carefully and simply. Quiet. That's enough from you, Armitage. Oh, I wish. One of these days I'll quit this job. <laughs> yeah, right, because the rent pays itself. Well, if she thinks I'm rushing back, she can whistle. Some of us haven't had their lunch yet. Plowmans and a pint of... Help! Someone, please! Help! Is something the matter? You. I told you about it time and again. Whatever you're doing up there is causing trouble. I said, I told you. Now look. Oh, never mind. You're just what I need right now, unfortunately. Police won't be no good. What are they going to do? It's my wife. The TV's had her. I beg your pardon. 
Maurice. Maurice. Maurice, will, will you pack it in? Oh, listen, it's even coming through my TV now. Some kind of broadcast signal. Not picked up by recorder, but possible to hear with the human ear. And, it would seem, with the television set. It's a clever signal, I'll give it that. Yeah, clever enough to turn the TV on and all. I never do. Really? Well, that's gets stranger by the minute. So what do you think we're dealing with here, Doctor? Sergeant, I wish I knew. Warren, you say people in the village have been complaining? Yeah, same as this, I think. TV's picking up all the time. A mate of mine, uh, Bob Ellis, no, uh, he called me here to his house. Said that the TV's been talking to him. Actually asking for help. Help? I've shouted at the TV often enough in my time, especially when the big match is on. But it's never talked back to me. Can you remember what it said? Precisely? Well, of course. As long as he isn't making it up, of course. But according to him, it said, Help me. They're coming. They're going to kill us. All of us. Blimey. Most bizarre. So now we have two questions. Who is it that's talking? And who is it that's threatening them? And might they try and kill us? Well, yes. That's rather the worry, isn't it? Look, uh, Mr... Ellis. Bob Ellis. There it is, look. I did dare turn it off in case that did her any harm, you know. But, Mr Ellis, a TV can't swallow your wife. You know that. I don't, because I saw it with my own eyes. Oh, don't look at me like that, mate. I know what it sounds like, but I'm not mad. I was stood right there in the doorway, weren't I? She was giving me an earful about something. Can't remember what now, don't matter. And then all of a sudden, that noise starts again. Sounds like talking. Terribly faint, but lots of people talking, whispering, like a crowd hiding somewhere, waiting to jump out. Hey, now, don't you go getting any closer. I'm not having it swallow you up and all. What am I supposed to do? I mean, these things are everywhere. Are they all dangerous? It's not just the TVs either. The radio's lost its marbles and all. Next door was listening to the pools and the thing started screaming at him. Mr Ellis, honestly, a TV can't swallow anyone. It simply doesn't have the... Get back! I told you, it's, it's doing it again. It's... it's... Bessie's boot was surprisingly capacious. Hey, it don't make any sense. Uh, it carnival feed. We just can't. My advice to you, old chap, is not to worry about it. I have a few technological tricks up my sleeve, and that's all there is to it. Now, I'll do my best to bring it all back in one piece, but in the meantime, you hold the fort. Benton won't be long, and then you'll have a house full. Oh, great. Oh, one more thing. Unplug all receivers. Television, transistor radio, amplifiers, anything that might be able to receive a signal. You think it might be dangerous? I think it's better to be safe than sorry. Well, really, I've been an unwelcome guest at more places than I've had hot dinners. 
but that's the rudest eviction I've ever received. Well, she's one of the most unpleasant people I've met. And I've met people trying to kill me. Still, well, I, I suppose it must have been pretty embarrassing to have everything go so wrong like that. No excuse. I've a good mind to... Oh, what am I talking about? If she's even telling half the truth with what she's achieved, then she'll get her funding. Sir, Miss Grant. Sergeant Benton, what are you doing here? Uh, the doctor and I came down after you. A friend of mine lives in the village, and he called me up to say there's something weird going on. Yes, well, I hope for your sake you can elaborate on that, Sergeant. You're not paid to go gallivanting around the country solving problems for pals, you know. Now, where's the doctor? I could have done with him in there. He's gone into the woods, sir, to place some equipment. We heard some strange noises, sir, a lot of chattering and, and screaming. Well, so did we. In there, on the professor's telephone. Yes, well, clearly we have a lot to discuss. I suggest you lead us to the house of this friend of yours, Sergeant. Sir. I prefer not to hold my debriefings in car parks. Uh, sorry I can't offer you more room. Uh, as you can see, I, I like a bit of clutter. Yes. Well, you're home to do with as you see fit, Mr Declan. Uh, I'm very grateful to you for putting up with us. And making us a cup of tea. Ooh, I'm parched. Oh, yeah, tea. Tea, tea, tea I can make. Music too, although uh, not everyone agrees with that. Cooking? Yeah, forget it. Uh, tidying up? <laughs> not on your Nelly. <laughs> Nobody should have too many skills. Yeah, right, yeah. I'd hate to be annoying. I'll, I'll, I'll let it brew. Um, yes, well, the thing is, uh, some of what we have to discuss is covered by the Official Secrets Act. Oh, come on. I'm the one who called you in here, and you can't tell me anything about Caldecott's phone I don't already know. Anything the whole village doesn't know for that matter. Right, her assistant, Armitage. Oh, yes, we met him. He seemed nice. Yeah, yeah, good bloke. That can't hold his beer. You'll find him trouncing all over your Official Secrets Act most nights in the Golden Lion. Ah, oh, I see. Well, maybe there's no need to worry, then. Feel free to stay. And conning your way into a top-secret briefing, I'd say that was another skill, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm unstoppable. Warren, are you receiving? Doctor! Of course. You really shouldn't be receiving me, as I distinctly remember telling you to turn up all receivers. Then nobody ever listens to me. Sorry about that, Doctor. Uh, forgot about the radio, didn't I? Hello, Doctor. Are you all right? Ah, Joe, lovely to hear you. I'm perfectly well, thank you. I take it the Brigadier, is that so? I am, Doctor. And where exactly are you? Uh, just finishing up in the woods. Uh, could you send Benton over? I need to get to that lab of, um, wherever it was you wanted me to see. Professor Caldicott. Yes, good chap, is he? Oh, Doctor, she was actually terribly rude and, quite frankly, rather annoying. Ah, good. I should look forward to that, then. Why do you need to go, Doctor? Because she's experimenting with telephony, and we seem to have a problem with broadcast signals, potentially extremely dangerous ones. It doesn't take a genius to figure out she should be a port of call now, does it? And uh, what do you need me for, Doc? Well, someone's got to keep an eye on all this equipment. I'm in the same spot as before, so you can remember, I'm sure, how to get it. Chop, chop, Sergeant. I have a feeling that time is of the essence. This is the doctor signing off. Wait a minute, you can't uh, just... He's gone, I'm afraid. Oh, impossible, man. <laughs> you wouldn't have him any other way. Look at you driving the brigadier's car. He must be in a good mood. 
Well, you said you needed me here as soon as possible, Doctor. Well, it's very much appreciated. Headphones. You've got something you want me to listen to, Doctor? Well, the opposite. Keep them on at all times. What, you really think that's necessary? Well, it's better safe than... Oh, good grief. Uh, take them off for now, Sergeant. Take them off. I'm sorry, Doctor. I couldn't hear a thing. Excellent. They should keep you safe in case of any more sonic attacks. And keep your eye on everything, and if the equipment turns on, don't panic, just call me on the radio. Right you are, Doctor. But don't you leave your radio on. It could be dangerous. So how will you be able to call me? I won't. I'll manage. But won't you have to leave your radio on all the time, Doctor? Yes, but I'll have my sonic screwdriver to hand if it comes to that. Now, remember, headphones on. Yes, yes, headphones on, headphones on. Okay, Doctor. Headphones on. This is absurd. What's wrong with you? You weren't doing this before. Stop it, you useless thing. Just stop it. That better be you, Armitage. Yes. Yes, the door's open. Where have you been, you useless man? Get in here. Ridiculous. Here am I staying up to all hours in this place, getting the job done. What does he do? Waltz off for hours at an end. I'd fire him if I could stand the idea of making my own tea. Worse things than making your own tea, probably. What? I have to admit my assistant often does the honours. Who the devil are you? Not whoever you were expecting, clearly which is some relief, giving the bruising my ears received. This is a private research laboratory. You have no right to be here. Really? I usually do, you know. I'm the doctor, scientific advisor to UNIT. Oh, now you turn up. Well, you should have bothered earlier. I'm far too busy to deal with you at the moment. Got a problem, have you? Yes, I rather suspected you might have. That noise, I've heard it before. You should be careful. It can get quite aggressive. What are you talking about? It's just interference of some sort. Madam, I can assure you it's nothing quite so benign. If I were you, I'd turn it off for now, just while we chat. Well, you're not me, are you? No. Nonetheless, I think I'll turn it off anyway. You see, I'd rather like both of us to survive this conversation. So... Tell me all about your marvellous telephone. And he said that the rest of the villagers had heard something similar? Uh, not the same lone voice, no. Although they may have done. Certainly everyone's been hearing things. I think I'm lucky. I make a lot of sound, but I don't really listen to much. You know, a little TV, a little radio, I have a CB, but that's it. Up until now, the ship's passed me by. Oh, lucky you. It sounds horrible. A television, begging for its life. Ooh. Well, it seems to me we should ask around, gather some more information. Would you be willing, Mr Declan? Yes, both so. Uh, you'll have more luck getting people to talk to you if I'm about, that's for sure, yeah? Well, it certainly beats sitting around waiting for the doctor. I'm afraid one of us will have to do exactly that, Miss Grant. <laughs> Wait a minute, why? I mean, why can't we just leave him a note or something? Oh, please don't argue, there's a good girl. Good girl? And when he comes back, tell him to stay put. Mr Declan and I will be back shortly. Yeah, well, come on then. Look, sorry, Joe. Yeah, I feel up to me and all that. 
journalist. The brigadier wants me to wait for the doctor. Not on your Nelly. I'm going to go and get him. You'll have to forgive me. I'll admit that I was somewhat dismissive of your work when the brigadier told me about it. You're hardly the first. People don't listen, especially when it's a woman talking. Oh, madam, that is certainly not the reason I... You're right, of course. You must struggle to be taken seriously in this day and age. I wish I could tell you things will improve. They will. Of course they will. But it takes some time. Oh, that's all right then. As long as the patriarch in the cape tells me everything will be okay. I... well... I'll just be quiet on the subject, shall I? That would be best. It's not the reason I was dismissive, though. I can assure you of that. I was quite sure that a breakthrough in this field would be another year or so coming. And even then, from America. And why would you assume that? Some knowledge of history. I've been following the research, and to my shame, yours passed me by. Have you published anything? No, I haven't. It's top secret. And besides, my work is practical, not theoretical. I'm trying to get this done, not brag about my workings. And the workings are excellent, for the most part. But the results you've achieved... A mobile phone network needs exactly that. A network. What you've done here shouldn't be possible with the limited equipment you're using. Are you calling me a liar? Of course not. I'm just genuinely baffled as to how you've managed it. Either I completely fail to understand the principles of mobile telephony or... Or what? Someone or something is giving you a helping hand. Tell me, Professor, have you been hearing voices? Five o'clock and getting dark already. There's not much we're going to be able to do soon. I should gather my people up, sort out some accommodation. Yeah, you need to go to Grey's End for that. It's not much to uh, Belbury. The pub doesn't have any rooms. No, it's tiny. Fine, Grey's End it is. Still, let's ask around a little first, eh? Oh, this is uh, Bob Ellis's place. He's the bloke, you know the one I told you about? The chap with the TV that was begging for help. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Must be you. I can hear his telly. Hmm. Hey, you shouldn't just go peering through the bloke's windows like that, you know? You don't know what he might be doing in there. Well, he's not watching television. My ears tell me that. There's nothing but static. The volume's loud, but there's no signal. Doesn't that strike you as rather odd? I suppose so. Who's to say, though? Maybe a problem with his area or something. That hardly seems likely in the current circumstances. Actually, these days, in most circumstances, I'm inclined to suspect the worst. Try the door. I'm not just walking in there. Not even if your friend's in trouble. It's locked. Don't tell me you want to break it down. Of course not. Not yet, anyway. Let's take a look next door first. Who's this now? It better be my assistant, at least if he still wants a job. Is your assistant normally this unreliable? Oh, he's useless. Although, it must be said he doesn't normally just wander off. Why? Well, I'm sure it's nothing. What with everything going on, though, I don't entirely like the sound of someone vanishing, do you? You've yet to convince me there is something going on. Hello. I thought I'd see if you needed any help. You can take this oaf out of my lap, certainly. 
Ah, well, I'm glad to see you're managing to get on with the professor as well as we did, Doctor. Professor, this really is getting us nowhere. Perhaps a demonstration would be useful. You insult my work, and then you want me to show it off? I'm not insulting your work, just trying to understand it. Whatever. Without my assistant, there's little I can do. I can't be in two places at once. Well, surely we could go. You know, take the phone and then you could call us. What better way to appreciate the test than to be part of it? An excellent idea. I do have another spare handset. But how do I know I can trust you to bring it back? It's the only spare I have. <laughs> we're a unit, Professor. I mean, we're hardly going to nick your phone. Oh, very well. At least it gets rid of you both for a bit. Here you go. Drive off somewhere suitably far from here and then call me. The number's stenciled on the back. This is... this is weird. Surely somebody must be at home. You'd hope so. Try again. Makes no sense. Mr. Declan, I'm really beginning to worry about what might be going on here in Belbury. Yeah, you and me both. This should do it. It's hardly far enough to really test the network's abilities, but in all honesty, I'm more interested in analysing the signal. So this was just a ruse to get hold of the professor's equipment. Well, ruse is pushing it too far. But yes, I needed a handset and a reason to make a call. If I can analyze the signal, I might be able to understand how the professor's network is actually working. What's carrying the signal? Well, she told us it was a mask she had up in the hills here somewhere. I'm sure she believes it too, but I'm not convinced. A single mast providing coverage of the sort her results are offering? No. The professor is tapping into something else. And we've got to find out what. Shall I make the call? Yes, do. Oh, good. You again. How I've missed you. Oh, lovely to speak to you too, Professor. That noise again. Where are you? Joe, give me the handset. What do you think it is? I don't know, but I think we should hang on. I've got the signal frequency. That's all I should need. Is the button not working? I don't know. Is it not doing anything? Professor, are you still there? I don't think we're connected to the Professor anymore, Joe. Then what are we connected to? I don't know. I'll try and disconnect. It's so loud. I know, Joe. Cover your ears. I don't want you damaging your hearing. Doctor, your voice. What's happening to your voice? I don't know. Strange sensation. No. Joe, get back. Keep clear. I think I'm being... Doctor! Doctor!
Mojo. Cover your ears. I don't want you damaging your hearing. Doctor, your voice. What's happening to your voice? I don't know. Strange sensation. No. Joe, get back. Keep clear. I think I'm being... Doctor! Doctor! Every single house. All the same. You can hear stuff's turned on. Lots of crackling white noise. But nobody answers the door. I mean, it's like... Like... Like someone or something has stolen the entire street. Yeah. I didn't dare say it. Sounds too insane. Insane is what I'm paid for, Mr. Declan. The question is, what do we do next? Get more men here. Surely. They can hardly shoot at televisions and radios. Manpower isn't what I need. It's answers. What I need is the doctor. These headphones are the business. Ah, it's mad out there. I better call the doctor. He's going to want to know what's going on. Doctor, doctor, are you receiving me? Doctor? It's Sergeant Benson. Your gubbins is having a fit, doctor. No, hang on, hang on. Sorry, doctor, I had my earphones on. Are you receiving me now? Doctor, are you there? Doctor, Doctor, what trouble have you got yourself into now? What are you doing? No, hang on, hang on. What? What's that? Stupid headphones off! I need your help! Oh, hello, Joe. What's up? I, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. I know. Look, it's the Doctor. He, he's, he's vanished. But I was just trying to get hold of him. What do you mean he's vanished? This sound, he got so loud, drowning everything out, and, and then his voice crackling... And, and broken, and he, Sergeant, Spanish, right in front of me. He, he was there one minute, and, and then. Then we've got to get hold of the brigadier as soon as possible, Joe. He was out with Warren. They're probably back by now, though. Let's get back to the cottage. The doctor's stuff will. Jolly will have to look after itself. But just don't you tell him, Joe, all right? He'll go spare if he thinks I've just left it for anyone to tamper with. Oh, a load of equipment is hardly the important thing right now. The doctor needs us. Benton, come on! Pull somewhere! It looks like Belbury, but... <clears throat> How interesting. There was an old man in a tree who was horribly bored by a bee. When they said, does it buzz, he replied, yes, it does. It's a regular brute of a bee. Poor Edward didn't know how right he was. <laughs> Buzzing indeed. Hello. Just arrived. The name's Armitage. Ah, from the laboratory, yes? Professor Caldicott's missing assistant. That solves that little mystery. That's me. You know the professor. Yes, I'm scientific advisor to UNIT. You've met the brigadier and my assistant, Joe Grant, earlier, I believe. Ah, the elusive doctor. Elusive for now, certainly. I seem to have mislaid myself. <laughs> you and me both, doctor. Actually, no, you, me, and quite a few other folks. There are loads of people here. Really? Where from? A big group just arrived from the village, but the people that were here before... They were from all over the place. Grabbed one at a time. One here, one there. But the last group, from Belbury. They all came in one go? 
Not quite, but mostly, I think. Certainly over the space of the last hour or so. One minute they were looking at the telly, listening to the radio, talking on the phone, a couple of them, and the next... Here we all are. So anything that might receive a signal can draw people here, wherever here is. Actually, it looks remarkably like Belbury. It's identical. Absolutely identical. For a while, I didn't think anything had happened. I was standing in my mate's front room, both of us looking at one another, knowing we'd felt something, but not knowing what. Felt something, yes. Not dissimilar to a transmat, actually. An agitation of the molecules. I've no idea what a transmat is, but... Yes, agitated molecules sounds about right. Everything's just slightly off, you know? Like the sounds. Can you hear it? Or the wind in the trees. Our voices. Sound of our feet. It all sounds wrong. Fascinating, isn't it? Mr Armitage, I think we might be in a great deal of trouble. This has gone on long enough. What is that? What's happening to my work? Who are you? Why are you making my life difficult? I suppose there's really anyone there. Oh, the berries. Hello? Who is that? Hello? He can hear you. We are listening. We want to help. Yes. We want to give you everything you want. Promises, promises. Why should I listen to you? Who are you? A voice on the line. Could be anyone. Yeah, a voice on the line. Hello? Where have you gone? <phone rings> Doctor? Is that you? Bring back my phone. A voice on the line. How are you doing that? Who are you? Someone who controls, yes? Yes. Controls. Controls. Controls? Me? I don't think so. What's happening? What's happening to me? So what's happening then? Where are we? Another dimension or something? I didn't know you were familiar with dimension theory. I'm familiar with TV and films, that's about it. Ah, never mind then. Not that it matters. This isn't another dimension, or not in the sense you mean anyway. What is it then? A copy of some kind, which is really terribly clever. Someone has managed to compose a simulacrum of... Well, it's rather hard to say, isn't it? Who knows the scale of what we're dealing with here? Is it a copy of Belbury, of Kent? The United Kingdom? The world? And that will take a profound amount of energy, of course. But who knows? It could be possible. The question is, who and why? Indeed. Most definitely. Why? They're hard to see. I'm sorry? The people. The ones who are doing this. You've seen them? Well, that's my point, sort of. But not very clearly. They come for us, you see. Come for us? I told you about the big group of people from the village. Well, I was there, watching. They were walking out of their houses onto the street when all of a sudden there's this sound like crackling and like static. And these things are hanging in the air, shimmering. There, but not quite. Like you can't completely focus on them. Then they lash out like jellyfish and they're grabbing people. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. 
I don't like the sound of this. I ran. I'm not proud of it, but I did. The air was full of crackling and I... Well, I just wanted to get out of there. How many of you got away? I don't know. I didn't turn around. I just thought I'd get out of the village, you know. Get into the woods, lay low. Next thing I know, ridiculously lucky, you drop in. Very lucky, I'm sure. Well, lucky for me. From the way the brigadier was talking, you're someone who knows their stuff. I do my best. There's no shame in running, old chap. There is little you could have done. If my suspicions are correct, and they usually are. Suspicions? What suspicions are those, Doctor? The nature of what we're dealing with. Who we're dealing with. Wait a minute. Move! Behind that tree! Hey, what's the... Captain Wilde, I am well aware of the standing regulations. I wrote them. I want a unit of 12 men on the road heading towards Belbury within the hour. Well, I know you weren't convinced backup was the answer, but I for one feel relieved they're coming. Quite, Mr Declan. Once we've talked to the doctor, we'll hopefully have a better idea of what's going on. Then I can make actual informed decisions about the way forward. What are we doing till then? Until then, we do our best to limit the situation. What equipment do you have here? Wire cutters? A ladder? Eh? No, nothing like that. But I'm sure we can get hold of some. You know, Tim, the landlord of the Golden Iron, does a bit of gardening on the side. A couple of the rich houses outside the village. I bet he's got something we could use. Why? Seems to me that it's worthwhile limiting the signals coming in and out of the village. Phone lines are the easiest to cut. I'll get on to the Ministry shortly and see about getting the local TV transmitter shut down. Radio as well, if I can. Not entirely sure how easy that is. Oh, it isn't. This country's bathing signals of all types of frequencies. We sit here in our homes with our aerials and our wall sockets and we tap into all of it. Trying to cut us off would be impossible. Well, I have to try. Because if those signals are the source of the problem... Which we don't know for sure. Mr Declan, I may be without my scientific advisor, but I am not without my intelligence. Televisions and radios start broadcasting strange sounds, and the next thing we know, people are vanishing. If it's not the direct fault of the broadcast, it's certainly linked. Yeah, that's obvious, I suppose. So I will do my best to ensure that broadcast can't be received. And wasn't it the doctor who told you to ensure you turned off all receivers? Good point. I've forgotten. I haven't turned off the radio! That's the thing. The thing I saw before. A Varden, you say? Well, what's one of those, then? Something you underestimated your peril. As a friend of mine once learned only too well. You trained in dimension theory with the help of the cinema. How are you on the possibility of alien life? It's an alien. Of course it is. I should have thought of that. Ah, extremely open to the idea, it would seem. What a refreshing change. I do so get irritated by tedious cynicism. Of course there's alien life out there. It's a matter of odds, isn't it? The universe, Doctor, is very, very large. Well, I'm aware of that. I've seen rather a lot of it. Well, there you go. So the odds of something that large not containing other forms of the... I beg your pardon. Did you just say that... <laughs> Don't get cynical now, Mr Armitage. We haven't the time. The Vardens are a humanoid race, completely solid, but can break themselves down into waveforms. It's not dissimilar to the transmat technology I mentioned earlier. 
matter broken down into broadcast waveforms only to be reconstituted elsewhere. It's not much of a stretch to appreciate how that technology could be applied to our current situation. Turning us into sound waves and reconstituting us here in a copy of the place we just left. A copy made using the same principle. We're in a data network composed entirely of solid sound forms a holding cell for their captives until they've got what they want from them. And what might that be? Bardens are obsessed with two things, gathering knowledge and occupation of new territory. I suspect we're looking at an invasion of Earth, but this is a bridgehead designed to gather as much intelligence about mankind as possible. Good grief. Quite. Of course, I may be wrong. It's a supposition that fits the facts. I need to speak to the Brigadier. Fat chance of that, surely. If we're trapped here in a sonic copy of the real Earth, then... Actually, now I've said that out loud, I'm even more confused than before. Can you explain again? All in good time, Armitage. All in good time. Now, I'm hoping that I still have... Aha! Professor's prototype phone. Precisely. And with a small adjustment, I should be able to key this into a specific radio frequency rather than the telephone network. Should you? How? That's impossible. And this is the doctor calling concrete. Are you receiving me, concrete? Now, now. Don't tell me you'll finally remember to turn your radio off, as I won't believe you. Come on, Warren. Please turn me on there. Doctor, I'm here. I knew he wouldn't let me down. Or rather, he would by leaving your radio on. But that I really wouldn't mind. If you follow me. Oh, Doctor, I, I, I've given up on following anything. Look, the, the Brigadier is desperate to talk to you. Where are you? Ah, now this is where things start to get a touch complicated. Miss Grant, I thought I asked you to wait here. It doesn't matter now. It's the doctor. The doctor? What's the man done now? Well, he... he's vanished. Hello. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, I've got the doctor on the set. He wants to talk to us. Oh, no. But... but he... Vanished. Well, wherever he vanished to, he seems to have picked up a CB radio. Resourceful as ever, doctor. You have an unusually strong mind. Congratulations. But you will still be ours, as all of you will soon be ours. How are you doing that? It makes no sense. I turned it off. I turned it all off. We control the signals, Professor Caldicott. We control all of the signals. Your world is so rich with them. And because of that, we will soon control all of you. the signals, but I'd like to see you talk to me after I pull the plug on the power. Remotely, Doctor, as well you know. Creatures made a sound. Copies of the Earth. Look, none of this matters. We face much stranger situations. That's the spirit, girl. 
I knew I could rely on you. Always, Doctor. Always. You by my side? What am I to see? What do you need us to do? First, fetch a pad and pen. You're going to want to take some notes. Right. If they're composed of sound waves, Doctor, surely it's simple enough to destroy them. Well, destruction usually is rather simple, Warren. That's why it's the last resort. I try to be a little clever at that. Ready, Doctor. Fire away. Mr. Declan, might I have a word with you outside? Yeah, yeah, of course. Right, Joe. I'm going to need you to raid both the equipment I left behind in Bessie's boot and a few extra things I'm hoping Warren will have. Righto. Um, what is it that I'm trying to do? My dear, you've just become unit scientific advisor. You're going to save the world. You think you have a way to deal with these creatures, Mr. Declan? Well, obviously, it's a bit outside my normal purview. Uh, I'm a musician, not someone who fights off alien invasions, but, well, if what the doctor says is true... He's rarely wrong. If they're composed of sound waves, then they're easy to eradicate. I just need to cancel them out. Cancel them out? How? Well, sound is negated by a stronger signal on the same frequency. So, if you match that frequency... And how the blazes do you do that? Well, you don't have to. You just use... White noise. White noise? Well, well, white noise is effectively a broadcast, a sound that contains multiple frequencies. Uh, look, it's like if you stand next to a waterfall and try to talk to someone. They won't be able to hear you, at least not unless you really, really shout, increasing your broadcast strength, in other words. Because the sound of a waterfall is white noise. It cancels out other waveforms. Um, how do you use this to destroy these violins? Ah, I know where the doctor's broadcasting from. I'm receiving that signal. It's easy enough to locate that and reverse the broadcast. So, all I have to do is send white noise at that location and negate the waveforms. If I can broadcast at sufficient strength, of course. And can you do that from here? No, I haven't got the equipment. But I know who has. Steady on, Joe. This is a piece of highly complicated scientific equipment you're constructing. You're not putting up shelves? I know, Doctor, but some of the parts take some forcing into place. Of course, maybe you want to get someone else to do it. No, no. You're perfectly capable. And I'll be here throughout to help if necessary. At least you hope so. That rather depends on whether these Vardens of yours catch up with us, doesn't it? As long as we keep on our toes, we should be fine. Of course. It would be very useful to find out what it is they're up to. Oh, no, you don't. You're not going wandering off and putting your head in the lion's den. I need you talking to me. There's no way I can build something like this on my own, Doctor. And we also need to know what the Vardens are up to. Knowledge is power, gel, as well you know. True, and I need yours. Is there anything I can do, Doctor? Right, bring down the telephone lines. Have the transmitter shut down, radio, television, whatever you can do. Right you are, Doctor. Did you get that, Brigadier? Get on the phone to your contacts at the Ministry or what have you. The Brigadier's not here at the moment, actually. You mean he walked off in the middle of a conversation? I think he wanted to chat to Warren about something. Oh, no. What is it, Doctor? I have a terrible feeling he's listening to Warren. The chap's a good fellow and he's got a basic knowledge. He thinks he's going to come up with a plan, but he hasn't. You have to stop them. Well, he only stepped outside, Doctor. I'm sure there's Please make sure, Joe. If they're planning what I think they're planning... I'll go and see what they're doing, Doctor. What's the problem, Doctor? Something Warren said about the Vardens being composed of sound. 
He thinks he knows a way to destroy them, but if he tries it, you have to understand, Joe. Right now, we're all composed of that. The Bardens, Armitage, myself, all the residents that have been kidnapped, this entire world. If Warren does what I think he plans on doing, he could destroy us all. It's no good, Doctor. They've gone. Get after them. They're a part of the research centre. She's the only one who's got the equipment Warren needs to do this. Righto, Doc. I'm on my way. He'll stop them, Doctor. Don't you worry. Well, I only hope you're right, Joe. I only hope you're right. In the meantime, get building. Are you quite sure you know what you're doing, Mr. Declan? Huh? Well, yeah, oh no, it's easy enough. Honestly, <laughs> anyone can do it. But it's my equipment! Professor Caldicott, I shan't tell you again. Needs must. But they won't like this. No, they won't like it at all. I have to stop them. I have to. Get it done, Mr. Declan. You have the power at your fingertips to save us all. Kindly use that power. Be my pleasure. falling apart? That's because you are, Mr. Armitage. It's Warren and the Brigadier. It must be. But look at everything. The trees, the sky, the ground. It's like it's all in flux. Because it is. It is. Doctor, are you all right? Doctor? It's no good, Joe. They've done it. The idiots have done it. It's all down to you now. They're finished. They've killed us all. Yes! 
Why did my life become all about defending myself against damn full fire extinguishers? Professor, what the... Oh! Don't be an idiot! Give me that thing! Oh! <laughs> Mr. Declan! Professor! What are you... Face over apex in the bracken, but alive. The noise is gone. Sergeant Benton must have stopped them. Still, time is of the essence. I'll be fine now, Joe. You just crack on with what I told you to do. I'll call you in a short while to see how you're getting on. All right, Doctor. Oh, shut up, Joe. You can do it. I have every faith in you. Mr. Armitage? Can you hear me, Mr. Armitage? Oh. Ah, good, good. You're still with us. Still with you? Yes. Can't get up, though. Legs too weak. Take as long as you need. Well, now, we haven't quite got that luxury, but take a minute. After all, you nearly didn't have any legs to stand on. You nearly didn't have anything, in fact. White noise? A viable enough weapon in extremis. If it were more focused, even the most homicidal weapon developer doesn't design something that wipes out everything. Feeling better? No, not really. Never mind. Hope you get it anyway. Where are we going? We've got to find where the Vardens are operating from. And where they're taking their captives. Oh, that's easy enough. Follow me. Oh. Actually, if you could give me your arm for the first few minutes, I'll just direct you. We must harmonise the signals. Yes. Now she is under control, we can fulfill the plan much more quickly. Control. What is that? Complication. No. Opportunities. Open a broadcast channel. Opening broadcast channel. Now let them in. Let them in. I say, what the devil... Ah! One over the others. The leader. He is conscious. Doesn't matter. He will be transmitted. Ugh. What happened? All three will be transmitted. Brigadier, you must not use the white noise. Oh, hang on, hang on. What's going on? Transmit. You there. Hands where I can see them. Their information will be processed. We will learn. We will win. Harmonize the signals. I understand. Beautiful boy. <laughs> now listen, if you'd like to be helpful, you could grab the other end of this box. <laughs> yes, you're right. Oh, silly of me, really. I mean, not easy with four paws. <laughs> not easy with two hands either. Oh well, here we go. <laughs> oh. This simulacrum is quite remarkable. The level of detail. The trees, the greenery. That's usually the most difficult. 
technology doesn't always understand nature, however hard it tries. Unless it's from the Mugave, of course. The Mugave? Living trees. There are a fair few plant-based species in the universe, but the problem with their technology, it's very hard for a humanoid to control it. Not enough tendrils, as a rule. Ah, yes, I see what you mean. It should be the church, you know, in the real village, but here it's a, well, a ship, I presume. Battle-class cruiser, yes. Somewhat bigger than your village church and considerably more dangerous. Quick, out of sight! Behind the hedge! Curious. It really shouldn't be so easy to hide from a barn. No? It doesn't look like they have any eyes. Please, Mr. Armitage, you're cleverer than that. They're a telepathic race. Brain waves are no more difficult for them to travel along than any other waveform. So they should be able to... what? Hear us thinking? Precisely. Or, at the very least, be aware of a potentially useful waveform. Maybe they're distracted. Certainly they're not at the top of their game. All of this must be taking up a lot of energy, after all. <gasps> what? That could be a reason for wanting to kidnap so many people, of course. They'll certainly be reading their minds, gathering knowledge. Vardens do love knowledge, but also, they could easily drain their captives of usable energy. How? Burning them like human coal? Energy comes in all manner of forms, Mr. Armitage. Varden technology, unsurprisingly, relies on waveforms to power it. Sound waves would offer the lowest yield, a shame. I love the idea of a spaceship that could move as long as you kept applauding it. <laughs> Brain waves, however, are terribly potent. Sometimes the Vardens drain themselves dry using their own equipment. Much better to have captive batteries, don't you think? Wouldn't that kill the battery? Or reduce it to a brainless husk, certainly. We can't let them do that. No, Mr. Armitage, we can't. I suggest we stop them. What do you think? Oh, no, tell me, Mr. Armitage, ever since I mentioned that the Vardens could read your thoughts, what have you been thinking? Please don't let the Vardens hear me, obviously. I thought so. You may as well have been screaming at them and waving your arms in the air. Oh well, my fault. You will accompany us to the ship. Yes, I suppose we will. Ah, what? Voices? Locked up? Yes, yeah, stay on, Brigadier. You don't want to pull too hard on those, because if you do, then you get... I've no idea what they are. Some sort of electric chain. But they buy it badly if you mess with them. Feels like I've dislocated both wrists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pain fades. I did the same thing when I woke up. Yeah, hurt like man for a couple of minutes. And then it was fine. What's this? I'd oh, better tell him before he does the same thing. Sergeant Benton, don't move. You're chained up and moving will injure you and us. Yes, sir. Where are we? Oh, look, we've got no idea. Last thing I know, we were at Calicott's lab. Then, all of a sudden, we're working up here. Yes, and far from alone, I see. But I think we've found out where the missing villagers have gone. And more besides, a lot more. How does your head feel? I can't tell if I've been drugged or have a concussion. Well, you both looked out for the camp when I entered the lab, sir. I'll say, we were nobled with fire extinguishers. What? It's more than that, I think. I've had a concussion before, and this! Oh, well, that's rather alarming. What is it, sir? Oh, I know your name well enough. 
Sergeant Benton. Yes. Came automatically. Thank you, sir. So I wonder what my name is. Oh, Osgood. If I were able to ask the doctor, I would. Well, yes, well, where do you think he is? Captured by aliens. I mean, isn't he always? Honestly, oh, look, you're the only person I could think of to call. It, it, yes, yes, I know you retired after the Devil's End thing, but, well, you always knew your stuff, didn't you? And No. No, no, he didn't think you were an idiot. Impressive. You say this is the bridge? Indeed. It takes little more than a bank of controls the size of a two-seater sofa to control a ship of this size. But few species can resist showing off when it comes to building spaceships. Silence. You are the Doctor. Am I? And who are you? You will gain nothing by being evasive. We know you are the Doctor. We have Brigadier Alistair Gordon Lethbridge Stewart under our control. He knows a great deal about you. And so now, we do too. I do hope you haven't harmed him. If you've read his mind, you must be aware of my reputation. Harming him would make me very angry indeed. You wouldn't want me to be angry. Anger sharpens the signal. Boosts signal strength. Being angry would make things much easier. His mental barriers are very strong. Impressive. But then he is not human. Aren't you? No. Nor am I particularly fond of being talked about as if I'm not in the room. I can assure you, I am more than capable of shielding my mind from you. You're wasting your time trying to take me over. It is not necessary. No. He's simple to control. Yes, simple. Don't! There's no need for this. Let go of All you need to do is take hold of his brain. His simple, human brain. And you could break him. He would be nothing. A broken, empty creature. More dead than alive. Stop! I beg you! What do you want from me? So much! Mr. Armitage, you'll be perfectly all right soon, I assure you. See? Easy to control. So tell him what he will do for us. Yeah. Tell him what he will do. If you want me to help you take over the Earth, let me assure you, right now, whatever you threaten me with, I won't do it. You will do whatever we say. We have already proved as much. Because this is only one human, and we have so many. But the Earth, no. We do not need you to help us take over the Earth. The Earth will be ours in a matter of minutes. Completely ours. No. We do not need your help to invade the Earth. We want you to help us invade time. Control. I'm almost there. Yes, almost there. The signals will be harmonized. No more dissonance. No more damage. A purity of sound. A perfect signal. Yes. Perfection. The perfect note. One song. The song of the Vardens. The song of subservience. The song of dominance. 
the song of control. itself. Oh, well, who knows if that's a good sign or... Oh, I certainly don't. How about you, Maurice? Oh, you say all the right things. Oh, gosh, I just hope it'll work. But how am I supposed to be able to tell? Oh, no. I thought I'd turn that off. You want me to help you at vague time? What does that even mean? Occupy all of the territory time travel can offer. Not just the planets we already control, but also planets in the past. Planets in the future. All the planets within our reach. Oh, Doctor, what trouble have you got yourself into now? You can't simply occupy a planet at various points in its timeline. Think. Think of the contradictions that would cause. Of the potential damage to space-time. We do not care about damage. We can survive all. Our current situation proves as much. We should have died. Ceased broadcasting. We were passing near the solar system when we heard the broadcasts. So many broadcasts. And so we prepared to invade. To transmit ourselves to the planet. To occupy the signals. To occupy the populace. But then, the signal. The frequency. Dissonance. Disrupting our equipment. Causing a breakdown in signal strength. Caldicott's experiment. It must have been. The professor. She stopped them. Hardly that. They're right here and more dangerous than ever. The experiments. Yes. We were breaking down. Losing coherence. Dead air. But at the last moment we managed to retain control. But here, on an alternative wavelength, one sidestep away from Earth and its people. But alive, hovering there, waiting to attack. How did you start kidnapping people? Simple. So many signals. So many points of contact. So many ways in. And with every new person you could drag from the real world to this, this empty shadow dimension of your own making, your strength grew. More power. Greater signal strength. More control. So how long have these things been here? Who can say? How long have you and the Professor been working on this telephone? Years. We didn't get anywhere until about 12 months ago. And all of a sudden, she hit on a frequency that worked. So she tapped into the Barton network. That's why I couldn't understand what was happening. Suddenly, she found a broadcast network that could carry her signal. The Vardens and the power from their stolen victims. And we began to leech on her signal, using it to cross to the other side. The real world. The real frequency. The sound we've been hearing, the chattering. I just realized what it is. The humans. The trapped humans. The network begging, begging to be free. We've got to stop them, Doctor. Cannot be stopped. Soon there will be no more dissonance. The signal is about to be harmonized. Our signal. The Caldicott signal. And then we will take them all. All the humans. All giving a planet. An empty planet. A planet for the Vardens. Caldicott's work. They must have managed to control her somehow. Or influence what she was doing. Up until now, the signal has been as much a hindrance as a help. 
holding them here, yet providing a bridge. And now, now the Bardens have a large enough network to bring the potential for human communications forward by 20 years. A worldwide network. The whole globe vulnerable to them. We will take them all. All the humans will be ours to know, to give us information, to let us feed. I've done it. Yes. No more dissonance. The perfect signal is achieved. Begin broadcast. All the humans shall be ours. The planet Earth shall be ours. Good evening. This is the 6 o'clock news. I know. I told him, Barry, mate, I don't care what the powers of bees say. And then we, want we to take stop. the self-raising flower and <laughs> just mix it. Mix it with Everyone connected to the broadcasts. All those speaking. All those watching. All those listening. The signal reaches them all. from their planet. Doctor, we've got to do something. Don't worry, Mr. Armitage. The Vardens are idiots. We only need one human to save the planet, and they haven't taken her yet. Who? The Professor? Good grief, no. Someone far more important than that. The most important woman in the world, Joe Grant. Your assistant? Assistant, yes. But she's so much more than that. And she's right here, right on the end of this phone. What is he saying? What human is this? No, I, I, I didn't think you were listening. But please, you idiot, Doctor. They'll take her now. Yes, tapping into phone signal. Transmitting. Human known as Joe Grant will be brought to the bridge. Oh, she won't, you know. Not while the signal block... blocker is... Oh, oh dear. Well, that won't do, will it? This is going to be of any use. I need to be there, not here. So, Maurice, come here. Wish me luck. You see, the scientific advisor needs to be in the thick of it. So, stand by, my loyal assistant. And, well, Maurice, if anything happens to me... Oh, that felt horrible. Hello, Joe. Lovely to see you. And it looks like you managed to follow my instructions perfectly. What's that thing? Something the doctor had me build. I wasn't sure it would come with me, but I grabbed it and, well, there you go, doctor. Nonsense. And you, sir, unit scientific advisor? Never. It's yours, Joe. You built it. You keep it. What? What is it? What has she brought? Signal bandwidth too broad. 
She should not have brought anything. Yes, well, I did boost the signal and trick you into bringing her here. But the rest is up to her. Go on, Joe. I have every faith in you. Oh, and Dracula. Vardens, I am here to offer you one last chance. Please, take it. Stop this. I don't want to harm you. Empty words. Pointless broadcast. Empty threats. Continue to wipe the earth clean. There is nothing they can do. Really? Nothing I can do? I'll have you know, I'm unit scientific advisor acting, and you have left me no choice. <gasps> what is happening? Can't maintain cohesion. Signal being captured. What are you doing? We are being captured. Waveforms are very tough. But one thing you should always be able to do is you can find the right equipment. Record. Indeed you are, Joe. Well done. You didn't just follow my instructions, you understood them. Well, not entirely, to be honest. Well, a bit. The Vardens are now saved to this gadget. Inactive. All done. The Earth is saved. Phew. There you go, Armitage. You can look after it. Just don't press play. Now, if the scientific advisor might like to help me reverse the Varden transmission, send everyone back to Earth and break the link. Only too happy to. You operate that bank of controls, I'll operate this. Simple enough. Turn every dial in the opposite direction, reverse every switch. This is easy. I'll let you into a secret, Joe. It usually is. Maybe I should take some time off. You've proven more than capable. Next time, I'm inclined to just put my feet up while you save the universe. <laughs> a relief to be back here, Doctor. Yes, indeed. Speak for yourself, Mr. Declan. You don't have to deal with the paperwork. Come along, Benton. We have got work to do. Sir. See you later, Joe. Doctor. Bye, Sergeant. Well, the brig seems back to his old self. He was very lucky. The Vardens only skim-read his brain. Enough to cause temporary damage, but the synapses are quick to heal. On the subject of the Vardens... You kept them on tape. Not quite. I broadcast the original many light years away, but, well, I thought Warren might like a copy. Oh, I've no idea why. Ooh, horrible things. But new, Joe. New. Come on, let's get back home before the Brigadier conscripts us into dealing with confused villagers. <laughs> he never did like tidying up. Bye, Warren. Oh, and, and say goodbye to Maurice for me. He was an excellent assistant. Now, don't you get any ideas above your station. Now, come on. I have something very exciting to play with. Yeah, that's fun. Now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. 
I'm fair on it. Now, let's really have some fun. <laughs> Listening to Doctor Who, The Third Doctor Adventures, The Scream of Ghosts by Guy Adams, starring Tim Trelaw as the Doctor and Katie Manning as Joe Grant, with John Colshaw as Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart and John Levine as Sergeant Benton. Warren was played by Dominic Wood, Caldicott, Roslyn Landor, Armitage, David Dobson, The Vardens and Bob Ellis, Guy Adams. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Script editor, John Dorney. Producer, David Richardson. Director, Nicholas Briggs. Executive producers, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Hay-Gallery.